It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, which is starting to disappear on us. Available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your good podcasts from. The weekend has arrived. We love that fact, but it's always a very busy morning around Australia as people get ready for auctions, open homes, you name it, it's all happening on today, the 12th day of August. And just on that note, in Australia, it's a a well-established trend that first-home buyers contribute to approximately 25 to 30% of the total national home sales. And the path of a first-home buyer in this market can be pretty gruelling and a bit of a challenge. There ain't no denying that fact or trying to skip around it. But when you get there and you finally achieve it, especially from a first-home buyer's perspective, it is a mountain climbed, it is a mountain conquered. Or is it? Because these are (laughs) uncertain times. Could it be just the start of continuing that climb? Well, let's bring in Anthony Landau. He is the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance. He is back on our Saturday morning. And good morning to you, Anthony. That kind of sums it up a little bit, isn't it? It's a mountain, maybe half climbed, and then you continue on once you've made the purchase. Yeah, g'day, Craig. Great to be here. I, I think um, what you've described there is fairly pertinent for the last 12 months where we've seen a lot of first home buyers enter the market uh, sort of 18 months ago, two years ago, who then climbed that mountain of the interest rate rises. So it was a short term reward and then some challenges ahead. Hopefully, with these rates settling down now, there's a little bit of um, stability on the horizon for some of those first home buyers over the last couple of years. Maybe you're the equivalent of the Sherpas who take people up Mount Everest. <laughs> That's probably a good analogy, isn't it? You're, you're one of those Sherpas. Yeah, possibly. I don't know how far I'd get travelling Mount Everest uh, these days, but it, it is a journey for a first home buyer, I guess. So that's not a bad analogy in terms of, of helping them uh, navigate it as mortgage brokers. Yeah. Well, we'll come back. We will discuss a whole lot more in terms of first home buyers because there's some great information. If you're thinking about buying your first property, Anthony has got some of the, the do's and the don'ts for you, especially this morning. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. Don't forget to subscribe. We have hundreds of episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. Well, yesterday, when queried about various strategies to address the housing crisis, Philip Lowe emphasised the need to focus on increasing housing supply. He stressed that the current rental vacancy rate is at historically low levels and in some cities it's the lowest ever on record and pointed out a significant disparity this year by saying the population has grown by 2.5 
1.5%, while the number of dwellings has increased by only 1.5%. And he advocated for a comprehensive approach centred on enhancing the flexibility of the housing market's supply side. Well, as mentioned, today is August the 12th, and if you're celebrating today birthday candles, many happy returns. You share it with Casey Affleck, he's turning 47. George Hamilton, still around, and he's turning 83 today. Mark Knopfler, turning 73. And Pete Sampras, you might remember the former tennis champion, he's 51. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, first we go to Sydney, expecting a mainly fine day, 21. In Melbourne, cloudy with a chance of showers, and 15 is your forecast high. Brisbane, the place to be, sunshine with 27. And in Perth, also should be a mainly fine day today with 18. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro. With expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. It is a Saturday morning. Anthony Landau, the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance and experienced mortgage broker is back with us this morning. As mentioned, if you are thinking about buying your first property, he assists first home buyers on a weekly basis. More valuable insights this morning and guidance for you if you are an aspiring first home buyer, including steps to to prepare for purchasing and available assistance options. So first off, Anthony, let's outline the primary challenges that confront first-home buyers as they embark on Mount Everest. It's a really good area to focus on because first-home buyers are, by their nature, are buying their first property and, and that brings its own set of challenges. Probably the high level overview challenge that first home buyers face is they've never been on this journey before. They've never navigated this before. Critical to that and a big part of what we do is, is we take them on the journey. It's an education piece. Getting a little bit more granular around that, probably the main challenges from a financial perspective are saving for a deposit, getting that um, deposit up and running, particularly in a growing market is a massive challenge. And also with the rates where they're sitting at the moment, serviceability of a loan, what that means is how much will a bank lend a first home buyer. So they're probably the main two challenges we're seeing for first home buyers is the deposit and serviceability. That then gives an understanding of what can they afford? But as I said, the centrepiece to it for first home buyer is, is them getting educated and understanding that property buying journey. Yeah, education, education and more education, that is a massive part of it. What about some of the key factors? What should first home buyers keep in mind, especially for this all-important, and I can't stress that enough, this all-important loan application process? Yeah, um, one of the biggest pieces of the guidance we give first home buyers is work towards getting a pre-approval with a provider in place. That provides them certainty around what they can afford. Then we break it down into understanding, well, what are the providers looking for? When it sits in front of the credit assessor, what are they looking for? So things to be aware of if you're a first home buyer leading into it is, is your credit history. If you have a credit card or a personal loan, make sure you're making regular repayments. Be aware of those limits. 
Have you got a stable job? What's your income? Whether you're self-employed and you'll need your tax returns prepared or PAYG. What are your living expenses, both fixed and discretionary? I.e., how much does it cost you to live on week to week? And what liabilities do you have? So a credit assessor will look at a combination of income, expenses, liability limits to create a picture of what they say you can afford as a loan. The other main considerations are your savings, how much you've got to save or contribute yourself, and overarching that is your credit history. Have you had good credit conduct in the past, even if it's just been a a credit card or a car loan? They're the sort of things that a credit assessor will look at to assess how much they will lend you. You know, some of these first home buyers, they come to see you and I think they're in for a bit of a rude awakening. Like you go through all of what you have just mentioned and you will be saying to them, why are you spending so much money in this particular area or this area? And then they'll be looking at you dumbfoundedly going, well, you know, I need to have that. I mean, that's really important to me. And then you're saying, well, do you want the house? Do you want to get to the deposit of the house or don't you? So that whole mindset has got to switch, doesn't it? And you must do that whole education over and over and over again with these first home buyers. Yeah, it's really critical. Getting finance ready, as we call it, or getting finance fit, is it can be a little bit of a journey in itself. They'll, they'll see um, whether you've got afterpay, which is very common now. They'll see whether you've got credit card limits. All those different things are taken into account. They'll take the limit of those things as distinct from the balance. Um, if you're if you're eating out seven nights a week, <laughs> all those things have to be factored in. So often, someone will start the journey with us, and it might be three or six months before they're actually ready to apply for that pre-approval because they've got to make some adjustments around some of their credit limits or some of their discretionary expenses to understand exactly the point you made, is it the house or the pizza? Yeah. How much of a factor is the cars? Because tell you a funny little story about me. When I bought my first property, because I got into the real estate property market at 19, I had this RX4 coupe, rotary engine, you know, full fruit. And I told the boys, look, I'm going to sell the Mazda to buy a house. And they were absolutely in shock. They said, are you mad? What are you talking about? (laughs) But you must strike this where people have got high prized assets when it comes to a car and you've got to say, hey, you know, again, what do you want? Do you want the house deposit or do you want to keep the car? Yeah, and everyone's situation is different. If, if, if someone's got a certain role and they're looking at buying a certain house and they need to increase their deposit, then it might be that it's a consideration to sell a car or sell a boat or sell a caravan. If they've got a car loan, it might be a consideration, look, do you pay that out or can you afford to carry that across? So every situation is different and we'll look at different levers, I guess, that we can look at to say, hey, if you lower your credit card limit from $30,000 to $5,000, if you pay out your car loan or pay off your hex debt, then you're actually going to be able to afford a little bit more than if you keep all of that stuff in line. So we take them on that journey and look at all those factors to say, this is how you can be in the best position to get an approval and buy the property you want that um, is in the market you're looking at. 
Funny little side uh, note, I tried to buy one of those RX4s a few years ago, but they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. The cost of cars, that's another story. Uh, I think the second-hand market's almost as competitive as the, the new car market. It is, right? yeah. So often there's a bit of a discussion about government support, both on the state and federal levels when it comes to first-home buyers. So perhaps provide a little bit of a breakdown of the available assistance programs. Yeah, it's it's really it can be quite confusing, and you hear there's so much noise in the market, um, and sometimes people think they'll qualify and they don't. So essentially, what you have is there's the federal government provides some programs, and then state government provides some programs. So the federal governments are national programs. They provide two main ones. One of them is called the First Home Loan Deposit Scheme, where it manages the fact that first home buyers struggle to get a deposit. So you'll be able to borrow up to ninety five percent of your home without needing lenders mortgage insurance, albeit you need to be able to service that. A number of providers offer that through the federal government. Then there's the first home super saver scheme where you can actually use the tax effective environment of superannuation to contribute additional funds and pull them out as savings when you're ready to buy a house. So it's a way of helping you save for your money. Then the state government have different programs around either grants for the type of property you're purchasing or stamp duty concessions for essentially a state government tax and how much stamp duty you'll pay up to a certain purchase price. So there's a number of different programs out there that we help the buyers understand this is what you can qualify for, these are the providers we can go through and then from a state government level, if you purchase up to this amount, you might be able to get some stamp duty uh, relief There's other ways as well that some of the providers, they might go to a higher loan-to-value ratio with first-home buyers without lenders' mortgage insurance. There's also providers who offer what's called a family pledge loan where you can bring mum and dad's house in to help with the overall loan-to-value ratio, which helps with the challenge of the deposit. So there's a number of different ways that are out there to help address some of those challenges we talked about before around the deposit and around serviceability. Yep, navigation, that is the key. Well, a whole lot of information there from Anthony Landau this morning. If you are a first home buyer, good luck with the journey. And just before I let you go, Anthony, what was your dream car when you were 19? Well, it wasn't quite with the calibre you were talking about. Um, I like the old Land Rover Army Jeeps, soft top, take the roof off in the sunshine with a surfboard in the back. There you go. (laughs) Okay, perfect. All right, well, you enjoy your surf later on today and we'll catch you back in a couple of weeks time no worries at all thanks don't navigate the real estate market alone let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights we connect you to the best real estate information across australia the real estate podcast 